We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. This morning, just after 8 o'clock, hitting the button, we will... uh, talk about the possibilities and what it actually even means for Ole Miss to uh, potentially be involved in game day next week if that is in Tuscaloosa for the Rebels and the Crimson Tide we know the game's at 2 30 that was announced yesterday we'll look at some of the times for next week we will look at some NFL stuff from the weekend talk about that and we'll visit with Chance Campbell our weekly conversation with the Ole Miss linebacker that uh, is up on YouTube but we'll also give you a chance to uh, follow along and discuss here inside the live stream and on the podcast today as well. A podcast brought to you all the time by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Download the Speed Pass Plus app, take advantage of it, earn points, and when you earn points, you save money. They're with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. You get the daily lunch special for five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. And while you're inside the convenience store, go ahead and use the self-checkout. It's there. It's been running well, we uh, we are proponents of it. You should, too, take care of your own business and get back on the road there with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I know Ben Mintz will join us later in the week, working on some other things as well. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a perfect place this weekend to hang out, watch some of the games, LSU, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee. Enjoy a burger. Uh, they're great po'boys, appetizers. Great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. And as uh, Chase mentioned, Chance Campbell's visit is brought to us each week by The Rogue. The Rogue has all the, uh, everything you could possibly want in menswear from uh, nightlife to work to recreation, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. 
we'll get to plenty of these topics in a second. First, I was looking at it a second ago. We we we've mentioned multiple days now the uh, Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli. Peyton's setup was tweeted out last night by ESPN PR on Twitter, and I, I guess he just has everything he needs. But it is so busy that I feel like I would have a hard time concentrating on the screen that I feel like I need to concentrate on. He has. A huge screen up top with the normal game from ESPN on. And then he has two TVs below that, each with quad boxes with different angles. And then below that, another TV with another angle. And then the TV where you can see Eli wherever he's at for the actual conversation. And then way over to the left, his Telestrator board thing when they're when they're using that. I mean, there there's a lot going on that frankly would take... You know, we, we gave them a ton of benefit of the doubt in week one because we knew it would get better. We knew they would get more comfortable with it. But there's probably also a comfort on, like we've dealt with, frankly, over Zoom and different things, and everybody's dealt with getting used to talking to someone that conversationally while they're not necessarily even in front of you on a one and one deal. And then, two, that's a lot of freaking screens. There's a lot to pay attention to there that I'm, 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 I'm giving even more credit now as I'm looking at what all they're sort of going through to knock this and pull this off. Was it better last night? It was better. It was calmer. Gronkowski was really good as a guest last night. He was funny. Um, I thought Eli was more comfortable last night. I will say, though, and I saw this on Twitter, and I don't know what this means because I, I think the content's great. I hope a lot of people do. I hope that it that it goes well and it's something they continue as often as they can. I mean, obviously, Peyton and Eli don't want to give up their Monday nights in perpetuity, but I have a hunch the numbers were down last night. I don't even really know why I think that. Maybe it's just based off social media, but – my hunch is that not as many people watched last night. I just have a strange feeling that it bombed a little from from a watchability. I standpoint. just wonder how many people are like me, and Monday night is just busy. Yeah, well, and it takes a more active watch, frankly. I mean, if you just have the game on in the background, if if I know I'm not really paying attention, you probably are just turning on ESPN because it's a big screen with the game, and I'll kind of see the score and all whatever. It requires. It's almost sort of like a. It's, a, it's almost kind of like listening to the radio versus listening to the podcast a little bit. The podcast requires a more dedicated commitment to listen, and I think this does it from a watchability standpoint. If you're watching Peyton and Eli, I feel like you have to watch Peyton and Eli. You're not just coming in for snippets back and forth, and yeah. you're really engaging. And that is, that, from a number standpoint, that's hard, that's tough, and that's, uh, that's, that, that's, that, that's down. Yeah, they were they, they both told really good anecdotes last night. I mean, it would frankly it would make for a hell of a second screen, but like you said, you've got to be pretty pretty locked in and focused on it. Um, there's no doubt about that. I thought about that last night. Just I wondered how many people were like me who I wanted to watch it. I just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. There was no way. I had other stuff to do between my work and my new job as a history tutor. And then just you just get to about nine something and you're like, it's too late now. Yeah, um, I have to think there's a lot of people that are in that boat. It's one of the reasons I don't I don't know that Monday night football mm-hmm. is if they really wanted to get crazy and see whether it worked or not. And I know I know they don't own Sunday night, but Sunday night would be the night that would be interesting to see if they could really get numbers. I just wonder how many people actually have time to watch Monday night. You think football. Monday's busier than Sunday for the normal family? Absolutely. I would think getting back ready for the week, you're busier on Sunday, you at know, least with little kids. There's no soccer practice. There's no baseball practice. There's no softball practice. There's no cheer. There's no dance usually on Sundays. Most people don't go to Sunday night church. Yeah. I feel like Sunday night is chaotic for us for whatever reason. Um, 
but yeah, the, the, the lack of activity makes sense. Yeah, um, it's like so was, someone asked the other day, and I, I got it. I mean, I, listen, I appreciate people wanting more, but someone was like, what about a Sunday podcast? And I thought, man, that's the one day of the week, really, in football season. It's the only day mm-hmm. of the week that when I finish 10 thoughts, it's over. I'm kind of done. Yeah. I think there's probably a little bit too. Sunday night is by far the most watched football game on television every single week. There's probably a bit of hey, don't break what's not broken. Yeah, I mean, you know, because that's I mean that that show from a rating standpoint is just a monster. I mean, Sunday night football is is, is huge for NBC or and whoever uh, whoever has that kind of moving forward. You know, Thursday night football doesn't really work. It's fine. It's a game, but that's not something they're doing. People are for, busy. For, yeah, that's not something they're doing for ratings or anything else. Frankly, the games are pretty bad most of the time. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but no, it was it was good. I did not watch a ton. I watched maybe a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Um, the game was fairly boring to me, and I was tired. And I went, yeah, no, I, I just don't care. I did some other stuff, worked a little, and then and then called it a day. But so no, they were they're, they're, they're comfortable. There's two things in the thread. Yeah, I just said it's it's on NBC, not ESPN. That's yeah. the problem for that. There's two things in the thread that are that are interesting. I don't know. I I didn't see it. I didn't watch the play. So I could. I can't comment. But apparently Peyton said it was joked about Arch going to West Virginia or something. There are people, I have learned this in the real world. There is no sarcasm. They, they are literalist. I can't relate to that. I think I'd just go jump off a bridge if I couldn't have. A bit of levity and sarcasm. Or a you. lot of levity and sarcasm. Yeah. But there are people out there that. Because I play in this thread on Twitter sometimes, this account that's a parody account. And I have fun with it. It's funny. It makes me laugh. Quite frankly, it has given me some sanity. And there will inevitably be people who come into that uh, Twitter thread with, is this serious? And it's like, are are you kidding? Can you possibly think this is serious? And then the other thing is uh, Gronkowski. The people who think Gronkowski is an idiot don't understand that what Gronkowski has done is created a character that makes him a ton of money. I actually think he's pretty smart. And have been told that by people who know him that he's actually pretty bright. Oh, of course. You can't be a complete and utter moron. Um, yeah, it said in the thread from Pete, Peyton was playing off of the fact that Pat McAfee went to West Virginia. He was just making a joke. Even oh. his his alma maters who who asked where Arch was going, um, yeah, he told that Peyton told a story about um how when they played the Patriots he would always gather his receivers in the shower because he thought his locker was bugged. I was pretty sure it was a hot mic, so he said seven dudes just gathered in the shower and discussed everything at that point. Um, Eli told a story about sneaking into a bar and past Christiane to meet Brett Favre when he was like seventeen. Um, there was some stuff there over the course of the uh, the evening was pretty good. The guests are good, like I said, it's it's it, it almost plays out like a podcast though, and it is it, it's it's a problem. You've got to be really really focused in on it. If they don't care about numbers necessarily, then I think it will survive. But if they get to a point where they go, what are we doing? Now here's the deal too, though. What else are you putting on ESPN two while well, you have Monday Night Football on? So if it's not hurting the Monday, I mean, Night it's going to beat billiards that would be on in its place. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think the numbers matter. It's like someone was talking about the, you know, the SEC released the schedule for next week's games, and 
Yeah. Someone's like, oh, ESPNU's ratings are going to take a killing. They don't care. They don't care. No. They're hiding games. Well, that's reasons. just part of the contract. Yeah. Hey, we've got these channels. We've got to put something on it. So we'll put Vanderbilt, Kentucky on there instead of the national cornhole quarterfinals. Something has to go there. No one's watching it. They know it. So it's just you fill a slot. I mean, the games are called from the people that call the game won't even be in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they won't spend any money on it. And they'll probably use the Vanderbilt cameras, which is part of the deal. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was 14-14 at one point last night. Packers ended up winning 35-17 over, uh, over the Lions. I, th- I thought they were obviously being diplomatic. They're not going to talk overly negative. But Peyton especially, there was a couple times during the quarter that I watched where there was some – not even criticism, but analysis about how golf is not comfortable at all in that Detroit offense and how he's having to go to the wristband constantly and that of the time he has to focus on what's going on at the line of scrimmage or beyond the line of scrimmage and get ready for the play, he's still having to digest the actual play and figure out exactly what it is he's supposed to do and thought that that was pretty impactful early on as he uh, he played okay, but it was it was not perfect. Detroit was not very good. They're 0-2. Packers get back on the uh, – the winning train there after uh, after last night. Um, go to speaking of, we'll just knock this out quickly since you mentioned it. Times for next weekend, they have been announced. Ole Miss and Alabama. I mean, said so we try to talk ourselves out of it a little bit, but two thirty, pretty easy call there for uh, for CBS as they get that. And then I, I thought this was the would would be the case. Georgia Arkansas gets that ESPN eleven o'clock time yeah. slot right out of game day, so that makes a lot of sense as uh, as well for next week. So. I think they're gambling that A and M beats Arkansas Saturday, but if not, you still got a great game out of game day. Well, I, mean, you can but I mean, I mean, you win big if you're ESPN and Arkansas pulls off the upset. You get Arkansas at that point would have wins over Texas and Texas A and M. You get a hell of a game at eleven o'clock, leading into a two thirty game, leading into an eight o'clock game that night between Auburn and LSU, which. Is going to have a feel of desperation to it. Yeah, that's the late one. That's an eight o'clock kick on uh, on them. They haven't decided what's going to be the ESPN versus ESPN whatever else game at five. A couple different options on that one. Um, They're waiting to see some results. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Florida Kentucky is an option at that time, and then maybe State and A and M. Is that the other one? I think that's right. I think Pretty that's sure. Right. Let's see. I'm going to memorize the schedule one of these days. Yeah. Uh, yes, Texas A and M. Host Mississippi State. Yeah, and Kentucky hosts Florida. That's potentially a really good game. So those are possibilities for the 5 o'clock ESPN game. It hasn't been decided yet. I mean, 4-0 and Kentucky going for 5-0 and in Lexington. Lexington will be hopping. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That Auburn-LSU game feels pretty fun at 8 o'clock. That's a good time slot for that game. That feels that feels good. Um well, I mean, it's the thing people say that they're they're giving stuff to LSU, but they get great TV ratings at night there. It's self-serving as well. Everybody goes, they're taking care of LSU, and to some degree they are. But they've found that they get better ratings on LSU games at 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. The country watches it like, hey, look at the crazy drunk people. Yeah, because it was it was insane when somebody did the analysis. I guess last year, year before, how they don't ever get eleven o'clock home games, hardly ever. TV doesn't want those games. Yeah, 
Thanks to Kenneth Morgan for the super chat. He says, does the SEC get three teams in the playoff if Georgia goes 11-1, and Alabama goes 12-0, and and Ole Miss goes 11-1? and No. Probably not. No. That that will not that would not be palatable for uh for people. They would make an elimination game out of something. Grind asks, is A and M a bigger rival than Texas for Arkansas? I don't know. Um what I know about the A and M game is that they play it every year in Arlington and so for the Arkansas students it's like a big road trip. They they go in droves. Like, I'll be a nervous wreck Friday, just everybody on the road, and then Sunday, everybody on the road, because they're all going down there. I don't know what's the big rivalry. I know there's a ton of Texas kids that go to Arkansas. It feels like Texas. I think once Texas is in the league, it'll be Texas. Well, right, that's what I mean. I mean, it's even though Texas hasn't necessarily acknowledged Arkansas, even when they were in the Southwest Conference that way, it feels like that would be the case. Because in some ways, it's a really, really neat thing, and obviously they have a huge history, but in a way, and I, I know Florida and Georgia are the argument against this, playing the all-the-time neutral site almost makes it feel less of a rivalry to me, where you never get them on campuses, where it's always like this sort of made-for-TV thing a little bit each each, 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 each And year. so for A&M, it's a way to play a game in the Metroplex. Sure, of course. It makes tons of sense for them. And for Arkansas, it's a way to appease Jerry Jones. Who is a significant donor? And Arkansas people are used to games all over the damn creation, and they're trying to get out of playing in Little Rock. So playing a game in Dallas is a lot more palatable than going back sure. over to War Memorial. I mean, they've got a ton of alums in the Metroplex, and it makes sense that they would play a game in Dallas. It's indoors. You can, I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Go drink beer and watch a game in the air conditioning. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to talk about game day a little bit. We're going to do that in a uh, in a minute. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting to understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On's Sports Bistro creates an environment that fosters growth and belonging for all, where the team is bigger than the individual, where they exceed expectations and positively impact every community they serve. Think you have what it takes to bring people together and provide a memorable game day experience? Visit 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland to join their team today. Walk-On's Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. We're also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove and get a 35% discount. 35% off any product from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more. Muddy Water has several new products on the site. And their brand new Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel is out as well. So go to MuddyWaterOutdoors.com, enter the promo code Rebel Grove, and then uh, take your uh, Rebel Grove promo and use it at DeadSoxy, DeadSoxy.com. Great kind of Ole Miss-themed socks, if we're being honest. Go to DeadSoxy.com, just click on the Mississippi uh, icon on the map, and uh, check those out. Really cool. Enter promo code Rebel Grove, 25% off your entire order at Dead Soxy. Uh, you can also go to 7SouthTailgating.com or call Kyle Thornton and the people there, 
321-1682. Set up your tailgate for uh, Ole Miss Arkansas, Ole Miss LSU, uh, Ole Miss Liberty, uh, Ole Miss Texas A&M. Seems like I'm missing one. Who else is coming to town? Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. Yep. Yeah. Cuz State's the only November road game after that start. That's right. There's 3 in a row yeah. in November. Yeah. So, uh, lots of tailgating to be done. You can uh do single game packages, you can do multi-game packages. Get in touch with Kyle and the people at 7 South and they'll hook you up. And then speaking of the Grove, you want to make sure that you've got Game Changer Patch Company with you when you head into the Grove for a uh, Saturday of partying. They want to make sure you're prepared with the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers. Before they start, the warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout for 25% off your purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamer right there off Molly Bar here in Oxford. Remember, for your uh, home games, as Neil mentioned, let them take care of some take catering and tailgate options. You can call 662-419-9201 or email cheese at Johnson Hill Creamery. 24 hours notice is required, but they will deliver straight to your tent there in the Grove or on campus charcuterie trays, desserts, artisanal cheeses, or just stop by and see what they have to offer for you. Everything from hand pies to cannolis, cheesecake dip, cannoli tarts, seasonal tarts, buttermilk pies, and more. So again, Johnson Hill Creamery. Dot com is the address for 662-419-9201. So we obviously don't know until Sunday where uh, game day is headed. They are in Chicago this week for um, Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of talk, obviously, really since before the season started, there was even conversation on the message board about if this falls right and Ole Miss is 3-0 and Alabama is 4-0 and what, what, what happens. Um and you, you made a post just asking what people thought. Does it matter? Does it not matter? And it had a pretty good bit of conversation in regards to both. Um, I, I think that it's overplayed to an extent from an Ole Miss standpoint for two reasons. One, it's on the road. Um, and obviously it markets the home team far more than the road team, even though they're just picking a game where both teams are competitive. Um, and two... Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban, Matt Corral, Bryce Young are going to be the top two stories of the day in college football that day. Both. They're one and two in whatever order you would like to put them in. No matter if game day or SEC Network's little show is in Topeka, Dubuque, Oxford, Tuscaloosa, or Athens. Um, So it's going to get tons of coverage. Huh? Is there a game in Dubuque? I don't think so. Because if there is, that's where you should go. Just naming teams. I mean, I guess they could do like Dubuque High School. I mean, I think it was like That'd West awesome. Dubuque that Calvin Harris played for. That'd be awesome. Um, in. I think that there is a desensitization on Alabama getting game day because they've had Al- they've had game day so damn much. They basically have it every year once or twice. And that goes for a lot of other programs too, or at least a few programs there off the top. Um I think that it's more important potentially for teams that are not in that rotation or teams still trying to emerge. But I don't know that it's recruiting. I don't know that it's because recruits watch. Frankly, I don't really believe that they do. Now, I believe that they might see snippets on social media because the game day and the schools do a great job of taking the highlights and getting them all over the freaking Internet. It's almost impossible to ignore them. So I think there is some exposure there. I think that it doesn't hurt the programs just to be known as one of those teams that can get game day, frankly, that can be on the list for getting it multiple times and it doesn't feel like a one-off. And I I talked to a couple people yesterday after somebody made this point on the internet. 
if you said that it has any tangible effect on anything, it might have a more tangible effect to have a home game on a university or academic side than even an athletic side. Getting maybe you know kids, high school kids, parents watching go, hey, that might be a cool place to visit. Maybe you end up visiting and you're interested in schools. I mean, it's it's what in a lot of ways, and it's why Ole Miss really benefited from being ahead of the curve and what the season has done. I mean, you have you've had a lot of recruits, you've had a lot of academic people go, "Hey, well, all I did was search Ole Miss and I got the season and that was cool." And they did this and I got to see Swayze and I got to see the Grove and I got to see the road trip out to Long Beach and the whole deal. I think it plays into it more from an overall university marketability standpoint than even it does athletics. Because if you look back and you think about it, Ole Miss hasn't had game day since the one time they had it in 2014 with Alabama and Katy Perry and the whole deal. But those images and those videos, and it was a crazy day and it was eccentric and you had Katy Perry completely play into the character and the whole deal. But those have been kind of the lasting university images in all promotionals, university, academic stuff. They, they've had a long shelf life where if you told me something mattered, I almost feel like it's more on a university-wide marketability than, hey, Arch Manning's going to be watching or so-and-so is going to be watching or this is going to mean something for this recruit. I, I don't really buy that, and I think that it is just decreased a thousandfold by it being on the road in Tuscaloosa because I just feel like you're going to get those two main storylines that are going to be everywhere that day anyway. Yeah, I was genuinely curious Yeah, because I don't watch it anymore. Um, I used to watch it. I don't think I've watched it in seven years. I don't think I've turned it on since about like 2015. I think it's in the background for a lot of people. I don't know that hardly anybody, kind of like Peyton Eli, I don't think anybody watches it where they sit down, not anybody, I don't think a large number of people watch it where they sit down and go, I'm going to ingest these two hours. Yeah. But I think it is the Saturday morning show just kind of on in a lot of households. Like, I guess, my thoughts were, and I don't pretend to pretend to think that my kids are emblematic of all kids. But obviously, those are the kids I know the best because they're the ones I live with. They don't watch TV. Sure. I mean, they don't ever sit and... The only way Carson, for example, is going to sit and watch a game is if it's Chelsea, English Premier League. You'll know they're playing because you hear stuff getting thrown around the room and he's into every... But for the most part, and I think kids are that way, and and he's a normal kid. He's got a fantasy football team because he was trying to... Find out last night after he got through studying what Aaron Rodgers did because that's his quarterback. Um, so he's got stuff like that. But like the, I don't know that the, I don't know that the girls ever watch television. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know that your typical high school recruit. I, I almost got Zach to, but I didn't want to pile on Zach yesterday. I almost got Zach to hey include that in your questions. Do you watch Game Day? Because I'm curious whether they watch it. I, I would suspect the answer is they don't. But I could see the other. I just. They've been to Tuscaloosa so many times over the last, what, 10 years that it. I just wonder if the normal person goes, oh, they're back in Tuscaloosa. Like when they went to Ames and it was new, I guess, but did that give a bump for Iowa State? Did that do anything for them? I just don't know that a kid sees that and goes, a football-playing kid sees that and goes, okay, I'm going to go play there. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not I, – and maybe this is some of my anti-ESPN bias coming in, where I don't want to give them that that sort of credit. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a hard time believing a top 150 recruit has a huge deal, because they already know about the university anyway. Like, if you're serious about going there, you're already aware of something to do with that, or the university hasn't done a job on yeah. you. Um, because what I do remember was when they came in 14, 
the day before, you know, they did a press conference yeah. or whatever. And the amount of arrogance that, that was around that show at that time was mm-hmm. off-putting. And it may be the reason that from that point forward, I don't know that I've ever watched it again. I, I acknowledge that that day was huge for Ole Miss. Sure. But I, I would argue that winning the game and the crowd atmosphere at the game and the shots from CBS were far more impactful for the, the university than the scenes from Katy Perry and the Corndog. Well, I, I think it, and it's almost – it was the perfect storm. It elevated everything else because they won, obviously, because if you lose the game, then it all sort of fades off into oblivion in some way, or Bolivia, as Mike would say. Um But I think that I think there's a certain and look for Alabama that day it was going to be packed no matter what. I think what game day does for media, for social, I mean, for social media, for the university trying to get out messaging, for just overall art that you're going to use is it heightens everything just a tick more to where whatever that picture was going to look like, that picture looks even a little better. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got more people come around. or just it, It's going to bring more people out, especially in the time right now when who knows what stadiums look like each week, week, week to week. Um, and when I look at Ole Miss's schedule, unless there's not a ton of opportunity to get it back at home. Um, and like you said, it's just sort of Alabama at home again. If Ole Miss wins the game, Ole Miss win the game. It's not going to be wow. They shocked Alabama when they had game day in town. Um, yeah, I don't know that LSU is going to have enough W's for it to be the LSU Ole Miss game. If you told me LSU Texas A and M at the end of the year, maybe that would be the only. But one. Ole Miss will have to be one loss or no loss at that point. Like the games that week, and I think you went over this yesterday. The A and M weekend. No, the weekend for next weekend. And there aren't a lot of choices for them. They could go Michigan, Wisconsin, but they're doing Wisconsin so this week. So they're not week. doing Wisconsin again. So I would guess they're not doing that again. And Rutgers is losing this weekend. They could do Arkansas, Georgia, but they're, they're clearly not. not doing that. And they are not. They don't like doing the 11 o'clock game straight in. Right. So you got Ole Miss, Alabama. You got Oregon, Stanford, but that feels like a real That's push. Huge. One that they could do. I don't think they will, but one that they could do is uh, Oklahoma, Kansas State. They could go to Manhattan. Hadn't been there in a while. They're both ranked. Oklahoma's a, a eyeball drawer. That's a possibility. I'm not saying that they're going to, by the way, before anybody loses their minds. Um, they've already been to Penn State. And Indiana's bad. And they're doing Notre Dame this week. Because um, Cincinnati Notre Dame's next week. There aren't many choices. Frankly... The only other one that they could do, if LSU beat Mississippi State on Saturday, they could go, they could go to Death Valley for Auburn LSU. That's that's a possibility. If you're in the meeting room talking about, hey, where do we go? That would be something that you would at least kick around the room. There aren't many options. Frankly, I expect them to be in Tuscaloosa simply because you have the top two Heisman Trophy candidates and you have Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban, and that's that's it. I, I think that anything else is overthinking It's it It's easy storylines. Yeah, it's just right there in front of your nose, and you and you take it. Um, so it'd be week eight. Is that the weekend that LSU comes? Uh, I'll pull it up. I'm, 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 I'm now kind of curious. Yep, that's that weekend. I mean, LSU would have to get through this – Gauntlet. I, I just don't see that. I'm just looking at some of the other options. So you have LSU, Ole Miss. They've already been to Iowa State. 
You have Northwestern at Michigan. That's no good. Um, I know this is a compelling podcast, but I'm trying to find. They've already been to Penn State, and that's Illinois that weekend. South Alabama at ULMO. USC at Notre Dame. I guess they could do that. But USC is not a good story. No. I mean, there's a real chance they're in Oxford for LSU Ole Miss. I mean, a real chance. Oregon, Oregon UCLA, that would be a possibility if, if UCLA's hot. They lost to Fresno, though, just hot, yeah. sucked it out of the – I mean, Texas A&M's at home that weekend, but it's South Carolina. That's not a good game. They've already done Ames. I mean, I'm just looking at teams who – in case you're wondering what games I'm picking out, I'm looking at teams who are ranked today. Arkansas is at home that day, but it's Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, Fresno State's home against Nevada. There's just nothing. that. If Ole Miss takes care of some business, they probably get it for the LSU game, maybe even if LSU's got a couple of losses. They've got to go somewhere. That might be the week that they do something crazy like a service academy or something like that. Yeah, I just I just don't see LSU getting there to enough a good enough place to even make that a thing. Just not a lot of choices that week. Um, Is Navy good? No, they're not. No. See, I think if Ole Miss has a chance, I think it's November 13th when A&M comes to town. If Ole Miss has gotten through this thing with one loss, or fewer obviously, but at this point one loss would be what it takes. Matt Corral still in the Heisman conversation. There's not much that week um, when when A&M's in town. So if A&M has done well, and then maybe uh, that would probably be what I'm what I would look at. Because I mean that week I look at it and you'd have to at least contemplate Oklahoma Baylor if Baylor was still a good football team. Something that might sure. run in there at that sure. point. Um, Michigan Penn State is that week, even though they've already been at least something to to, yeah, to keep possible. an eye on. If Michigan's if Michigan's winning big, that would be a really attractive game for them from an eyeball standpoint. Arkansas is at LSU. Um, I mean that is it. It is a dud week in college football. The week That's the that plays A and M. A and M here, yeah, yeah. There is just nothing hardly on this game. Those are all the current ranked teams that play anybody else, even sort of compelling. You can see how for them, it's a difficult decision as to where to go. Unless you throw out some of it, and go, hey, we might go someplace twice. It just might happen. Yeah, they're not going to do. Even if they're undefeated, they're not going to do Liberty Ole Miss. They don't want that story no. on game day. You're not giving Hugh that kind of attention. They don't want to give Hugh that kind of attention. And to tell that story truthfully. And that's game day is not the medium for that story. You've got to really dive in on that story. Yeah. That's not the Tom Rinaldi let's make you cry story. I'm going to be honest. I'm glad that week I have some conflicts <laughs> that are going to require me to be out of town for two or three days. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I I know there's a, a thirst for it from fans and such. I don't really feel like diving into that too much. Because to do it, you've got to do it right. And I have a lot of questions about that whole story that I'll never get answered. Because mm-hmm. I can't prove some of the things that I believe. And just throwing out opinions on it comes across as really conspiratorial. And I don't necessarily think that either. kind of time to just put it to bed you know what i mean like, i think so I, I think mean, so it's, I mean, it's, and, and in fairness hugh has paid a hell of a price for it that coach at liberty i mean he's a better coach than that 
Mm-hmm. And he can't get a job outside of that. I mean, Hugh wanted the Tennessee job and couldn't even get a sniff. Hugh wanted the South Carolina job and couldn't even get a sniff. As much sense as he would make at Mississippi State, and as fun of a story as, no, frankly, that would be, it's it not going to happen. Sense. No, that's not a thing. Yeah, Arkansas has Georgia, too. Arkansas is potentially coming off two straight losses when they get to Oxford. Yeah, if Arkansas is unbeaten when they come to Ole Miss, boy, that's a hell of a story. Because yeah, that okay. means they, they beat Texas A&M at a neutral site and, and, Georgia. and Georgia in Athens. I mean, boy. <laughs> Suddenly, we're looking Ooh. at a different, different ball. Club. At that point, Sam Pittman walks in. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. No, I mean, because Georgia is the better version of Arkansas. Much better. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're the higher end district of, of of Arkansas. Arkansas has a a, a a a solid defense, but it's nothing like what Georgia's got. Georgia is undisputed the number one defense in the country. Um, Arkansas will have a hard time scoring on Georgia. They will. They might have a hard time scoring on A and M. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that game could be close. I think Texas A&M is going to have a hard time scoring on on Arkansas. You don't just line up and Sada run Kidd it. Kid has him. not played well. He's not. You They're don't just average. you don't just line up and run it at him. I mean the 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 kid at Texas they tried that it didn't work. They have a pretty good front seven, and they mm-hmm. took away the run, and they made the Texas quarterback beat him through the air, and he couldn't do it. That's two thirty, right? Yeah. So they'll try to do the same thing Saturday, but against Georgia, it's just hard to score. The night games aren't doing much for me, but I mean, I'm pretty locked in at 11 and 2:30 on Saturday. LSU State. I'm hoping I get to watch. I'll be in. You got soccer. Jackson was. Yeah, he's got soccer, and the schedule will come out. I'm sure they'll have a game at North 11. Or south. Um, south. Okay. I'm sure they'll have a game at 11 and a game at three. It's typically <laughs> how that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get back to the hotel and I'll do laundry and we'll play on Sunday and then I'll get back in time to. How long is Mr. Campbell? Like 16 minutes. Okay. We, I didn't keep him long. Okay. Uh, we'll uh, we got one more topic. We'll go to that in a second. Before we do it, though, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service is available, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. Call the office for details and the best internet around. Again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam and BB are Ole Miss graduates. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their commercial clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi. It consists of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and the Conference Center and the newly renovated The Refuge Golf Course. The uh, acreage is ideally 
positioned between the International Airport and the Flowood Medical District with Jackson Heart and Capital Ortho on site. If you want to learn more about this vibrant submarket, go to uh, call Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to BlueDeltaJeans.com and uh, use their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes, and Blue Delta will make sure you are looking great for football season. BlueDeltaJeans.com, promo code REBELGROVE, all one word, lowercase, at checkout for 10% off your order. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons is located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates for all your real estate needs here in the Oxford area on the buy side or the sell side. Use O'Keefe, Graham, Clay DeWeese, and their team of associates. 662-281-1200. NickstanOxford.com. They sponsor my weekly 321 content item that I'm almost finished with this uh, this morning. Click the link right there in that content item. You can click the link in my signature and more to uh, give them a shot. Gallery view, list view, and more as well as talking with an agent there on the website. Again, NickstanOxford.com. Dot com six six two two eight one one two zero zero. Where are we uh, falling on the um, the marriage likelihood of it uh, being a long successful one? Is there have somebody on our board is having to go to a wedding next Saturday at three thirty, and Oof. it's a Ole Miss grad and an Alabama grad getting married? Ooh. And the bride apparently has said that she would ask anyone to leave who attempts to look at their phone during the. Chindig. Oh, honey. Princess is pissed here. I as mean, we, 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 okay, I got questions. Yeah, sure. Where the hell is her father? Is he around? Is he gone? <laughs> because that's where you got to go. Listen, sweetheart, I, I get it. And you might even be really unlucky. It might have been a 2020 wedding that got bumped or something. Whatever. It could have even been some I, I, situations that give you some some semblance of a, hey, this is why it's this date. She's an Alabama fan in Alabama, I'm guessing. I forget which one is which, but one is an Ole Miss grad and one is an Alabama grad. Okay, and I don't then know you, which one. If, if, at least one of them has grown up in that Alabama insanity. Yes. You. This is for the guy. The groom. Not just a red flag, but like whatever those like yeah. to stay out of the water during storms, like on the beach, whatever that flag. You know, is. when you're driving down the road and you're kind of in your own little world, maybe you're thinking about something going on or you're listening to a podcast or whatever, and all of a sudden the fire truck startles the hell out of you in the back. Yeah, sure. And you see like three of them and, and you're like, it shakes you for a minute. This should be the fire trucks. The sirens, my man, are going off. You don't need to go through. I mean, it's an indictment on a much larger scale. Here's here the answer. Just, here's the answer. If this guy goes through with this, he deserves every bit of misery that he gets. Yeah. So comes out and says, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to name. I'm not going to even sort of member name docs him. But it says, "I have a wedding at 4:30 Eastern Standard Time. Bride went to Alabama. Groom went to Ole Miss. 
talking about next week. So, so the, the, the bride went to Alabama. Yes. And she's going to tell all these people, you, if I see anybody watching the game, you're going to have to leave? So then obviously people are asking, okay, what's the TV situation? What are we doing? What are your ways around it? All those kind of things, blah, blah, blah. Comes out again and goes, the bride said, if anyone is watching football on their phone, they would be asked to leave. Looks like my problem may have just solved itself then. I'm really concerned for this groom. I don't care how hot she is. Couldn't care less. I don't care how much money she has. It doesn't matter. The warning signs are all over the place right here. And you have to listen to them. Sometimes, Chase, God speaks to you in ways without just coming right down from the clouds and going, hello, this is God. Literally, a higher power is talking to this guy right now. If this were Carson... I would be like, hey, bud, listen. I know you love her. I know, I know, I know, I know. And and, and she's attractive, and I get it, bud. But the your life's going to suck. Because the, 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 the evolution of this is good luck watching that game in two years at 230. You're, you're going to be cleaning gutters. Yeah, Ginger makes – You're going to Target. Ginger makes a fantastic point. Uh-huh. She really does. She says there's the old hot crazy scale, and this is off those charts. There is a there is a comfort level that you want to try to get into. Yeah. This is not in that safe zone. And I don't care how – she might be on the 1 to 10 hot. She might be a 13. But the crazy is so high. It's not below 9. <laughs> the, the, the crazy – but you're blaming parents and everybody at this point. Yeah, where is the common sense that goes, hey, listen, honey, listen, listen. I I know this is your big day and all that stuff. And frankly, the majority of the people are going to be paying attention. But if you if you don't, if you're going to be this way, you don't need to do this on this day at this time. Today's not the day. At least let's back the time up. Do a 630 wedding. Yeah, 11 or 6.30. <laughs> yeah. And say, hey, nobody can watch the or Arkansas Georgia cool game. if you're about it, you go, look, this, I swear to God, the service will be 20 minutes, and at the reception, we'll put some TVs up, and we'll throw a damn party. Yeah, but this has the feel of this is going to be That's my a- point. You know what I mean, though? Oh, like, what, the, the, the way around this is when you realize what's happened, you go, hey, how do we get a projector up in this reception? How do we literally turn this reception to a watch party that, frankly, people remember and have free alcohol, and oh, it'll sure. become a damn sports bar at that point? Sure. And then when the game's over, you can start the band. Yeah. Have the party of the century. Yeah, everybody's already hammered. This has the feel of a one-hour wedding where she sobs and reads her vows and all that stuff. This this has the feeling of an absolute disaster. Might be like a full mass. We don't know what's going on here. Oh, surely not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm... I'm her, her parents have enabled her. Well, 100%. And his parents need to step up and say, listen, have a real man-to-man conversation. Yeah. No, no, no facade. I get it. Because for her to pull... Oh, up, I'm not bashing full masses. I'm, I'm bashing an hour ceremony in this situation. If you're going to have a full mass wedding in the South in the fall, you, yeah. you, well, you need to do it in the spring. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to run into this every week. 
And you, you, listen, here's the thing. I lived in Alabama for a while. I've been around that culture, and I was around it when they weren't winning. Mm-hmm. You can't do that now. It's just part of the – I'm going to assume some of her friends went to Alabama. Apparently. Decent chance her parents – this is dumb. Yeah, she's ultimately psychotic if she grew up in, like, Cordova or something and decided this is a good idea. Those people will understand. Yeah, That's what I'm waiting on. Where'd you go to high school? North Point. You go, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm in Northport. Like, huh? Um – Shouldn't he have said, hey, let's do this in December? This isn't, let's do this in December. That was the answer. The weekend Do you after think they the scheduled SEC the wedding game. prior to the schedule coming out? Which you're still at fault, but I'm just curious. Or did they actually pick this day? The schedule's been out for a while. I mean, unless you do, this is one of those couples that had a two-year engagement. At which point, well, that's dumb, too. I got lots of issues here. Yeah, we're probably not done with this. We got 11 days to uh, decipher it. Might even send a message. Chet's, Need to Chet's get right. Chet's exactly right. What's that? She's, you bet on this. It might not be this particular song, but it's going to be something in this genre. She's got a solo singer scheduled that's going to perform Wind Beneath My Wings. Ooh. Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. Might not be that song, sure, but it will absolutely be in that family of songs. No question about it. And it will be the long version. It'll be like, I always talk about like contemporary yeah, church sure. service. Yeah. Where the guy, uh, this is the opportunity. They repeat the verse 12 times. It's the guy gets to play rock man. Yeah. I mean, he's up there because he gets, he, he's not good enough to perform like at a bar. But he's and, getting a concert. And so he, so he goes, this is my chance. And I've got these two sets of lyrics and we're just going to play them over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And a song that could have lasted three minutes lasts 20 Yeah, this, this yeah, I'm going to send a message. We might need a call at some point with uh, to, for more information. We'll work on that as we uh, move forward. But uh, now we've got the Rogue presenting our weekly conversation <laughs> with Chance Campbell. So sit back, Neil and Chance, uh, talking about the next 15 minutes or so. Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell, kind enough to join us here on the show, as he always does each week. We tape this on Monday, in case anyone wonders. When you see it on Tuesday, we tape it on Monday afternoon. And Chance's visit with us is brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. You can also go to therogue.com. The collegiate collection's coming in. They have all the best from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, True Grit, Duckhead, and so many more brands. Check them out again, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Chance, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, we'll start here. You guys had a, a weird day on Saturday, obviously. So... I played just enough football uh, decades ago to remember that game day is kind of like a countdown. You know, I mean, everything is sort of timed. You, you know what time you're getting to the, the locker room. You know what time you're, you're going out for warm-ups. You know what time you're putting on your pads. You know what time you're having a pregame meal, the whole deal. And for you guys, that time had been set for 7 o'clock for all week. And so on, fr- on Saturday morning, you wake up, you're like, okay, game's at 7 as that as it became obvious that the game wasn't going to be at seven, take me through kind of what that's like in a locker room, the mindset of keeping yourself ready, but not too ready for a delay that maybe was going to last. at some point. At one point people were like, Hey, they might not start till 10. And then it was, they'll start at eight. You guys ended up starting at eight forty-five. Just kind of take me through that. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't even know what time we started. So I guess eight forty-five was the start time. Um, 
Yeah, it's weird because I kind of before game, like, just like you said, you have that clock, you have a whiteboard that lets you know when you're ready to roll. I think we had sent people out. I think we had people that were out. And then, oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, a little alarm. <laughs> I think we had sent people out. Um, and then they came back in. I, I have my headphones on, just like kind of trying to get focused for the game. And they were soaked. Um, and then I started kind of seeing guys like take cleats off. So I like popped my headphones off. I was like, what's up? They're like, yeah, we're delayed. And I was like, all right. And then, so it's, I guess it's like 30 minute increments for lightning strikes. Um, and they kept getting pushed back. So, but the staff did a really job. Like we had extra food brought in and um, like, they were kind of keeping us updated, like giving us like kind of a countdown. So trying to like adjust that so that we didn't get too high or like stay too low. Like guys weren't like laying down sleeping, you know, cause you still gotta be ready, but it's like a weird middle ground to play. What do you do typically on a pregame? Are you a stay into yourself, listen to music? Are you are you listening to silence? Are you talking to people? It's, I mean, everybody kind of has different ways to get ready for a, a game. Yeah, mine's like, uh, I would say like fairly consistent. I've had like some tweaks, but for the most part, I just put on headphones, listen to pretty easygoing music. Um, I don't really talk too much, so which is like a, like some people think I'm angry, not a hangry, just like, kind of just trying to get my mind right go through some stuff um but yeah normally pretty quiet and try not to get too amped coach Kiffin talks about it a lot but like don't like burn yourself out before the game which is cool because that's kind of how I've been before um that's something that like he emphasizes too so it's a good deal so you guys finally get the call hey we're gonna play you go out and play um once again you guys I, I know that you're probably disappointed with the amount of points that you gave up but the the yards continue to be uh, I guess you gave in total, a little over 300. But for the most part, you guys dominated the game other than a short field and a kind of a blown assignment. In terms of where the defense is today from uh, as opposed to where it was maybe, you know, the week getting ready for the Louisville game, where do you guys kind of think you are? Um, I think we're like – I think we're doing well. We're doing some things. Um, we're fixing some of our mistakes. I think there's still, like, a lot that we'd like to clean up. Like, I was really proud of our guys for the way that we came out in the second half. Um, that's something that I think we'd want to do improve from game one and game two. And I think there's just, if we just clean up a little bit of, um, like some of the, some of the explosives, which we handled for the most part. Um, I know I'm a big violator of this, like missed tackles. And that's something that, um, like I'm going to talk to my guys about for me personally, like something that I can't do. Um, and then like the short field, like our offense treats us really well. So like, we need to help them out sometimes too, and like kind of pick them up. So that was a it was a short field, but I think our our defense is like really proud of what we have, and so I think that's one that we would have liked to have back because I think I think we do it again and we we do what we're supposed to do there. So I think we're doing some of the right things, just like kind of clean those up and making them more consistent. You're right. Your offense has not turned the ball over hardly at all this year, and then so when uh, when a turnover happens like that in in game three, are you almost kind of stunned at first? Or, when, you know, because you're. The way that they've been going, I mean, they've been – that whole game, I guess that first half, they scored six of seven possessions, which is incredible. I mean, so when that happens like that, or was it kind of mind-jarring mind for a second? Yeah, I mean, like the, they spoil us. They really do in terms of, like you said, they scored six to seven drives. And it's like they do it in multiple fashions. Sometimes they're big chunk plays. Sometimes they're these crazy drives. Um, they don't turn the ball over so that – you know, they, they've picked us up a lot before. And so that when something like that happens, it's very rare, obviously. And then, like, we kind of got to help them out 
because they they do it all the time for us. But like, yeah, when it happens, you're like, oh man, like they're they're not invincible. It's crazy. <laughs> they just been they've been killing it. So, but like those things are gonna happen, and not often because they're really really good at what they do. But when it does, we gotta do our part. So Matt Corral was saying in the post game that uh, before the game, he had to kind of go over and tell his guys, he talked to defensive guys, like, hey, let's let's focus on us. The Alabama game was on, or I guess on some TVs or whatever. Has your mind shifted to Alabama at all yet? Or are you still in sort of open date mode? I mean, that game obviously was announced today. CBS is carrying it 2.30, the big national game of the week. The kind of game, <laughs> no, you, there you go, breaking news. Um, <laughs> the kind of games that you came to Ole Miss to play, and and has has your mind shifted to that at this point? Yeah, I, we always have like our process of where we kind of put the last game to bed and then move on to the next one. So we haven't done that yet uh, as a team. Like we're gonna go through that film and kind of do that regular process. But for me, I try to like good or bad. I, I like putting games to bed pretty early. So I'll, I'm looking forward to being able to do that. But I like, I always like to take a peek at, at what we have the next game. I know it's two weeks, not this week. But um, so I like cut a little bit on of them and like mine's starting to transition. So you don't want to like skip too far from the last game because you want to take some of the good, take some of the bad and like kind of move on. So you don't want to completely ignore it. But I've always been a fan of like getting on to the next one. In your ideal world, would you play this Saturday and not have an open date this early in the season? Yeah, I mean, I it, I like how we're playing right now. Like, I think that obviously there's things we like to to get better, but um, it's it'd be nice to kind of like keep riding that wave. But I think it's a really good opportunity to kind of like we always talk about. So what now? What? So we have a bye week, and like that's a really good thing. Could be looked at as a negative. But I think it's depending on how, they'd be a huge positive too. So it's just kind of how we look at it, and I think our team's going to take advantage of that. So I'm excited for it. What is your usual approach in a bye week? What do you try to do? For yourself, for for your body, just for your mind, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I haven't had. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say I haven't had a bye week this early, but last year I felt like we had a million of them. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was a little bit of a different circumstance because last year I would, when we'd have a bye week, I'd kind of like take a day to to like get my mind away from football. But that was more of a COVID situation. So I guess during a standard bye week, um, takes just a little bit of extra emphasis on like getting your body right. So it's early in the season. So thankfully, it's not too much. Um, but definitely do that and then look at some stuff that you don't really get to look at during a normal week because there's there's a not a lot of time like there is but there isn't so things that you don't really get to look at as much like maybe that's a personnel deal maybe that's I don't know looking back at a coordinator's history or something like that so something that you can kind of take an extra little piece of try to do that how much have, when you made the decision to come to Ole Miss how much was it to play in games like the one you're about to play in you're going to go assuming I know Alabama has to beat Southern Miss on Saturday. They're an overwhelming favorite, 40-something points. Assuming they win that game, it's number one versus number – you guys are 13 today. You'll probably be 11 or 12. I, know, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge game on national television. Is it? Uh, is that what you have always kind of played for? Yeah, I mean, that's that's super exciting. I was lucky I had some some big games at Maryland. We weren't as highly ranked as we are now. I didn't I know that we were that, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's like when you're little and you're like throwing the ball around in your backyard, you're, you know, you're pretending you're playing the number one team in the country and you're also super, super high up there. So it's pretty neat and it'll be like a good, good situation. So I'm excited. Alabama has been dominating the sport really since, I don't know, since you were probably a little boy, I guess. Um, yeah. is, is there, is it hard to, to not 
I don't know. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for here, here Chance. Is it is it hard not to kind of put them on a pedestal? Is it hard to to um, not not get intimidated by them? Because I know you don't get intimidated by anybody, but to make sure that you understand that in your own mind that hey, they're, they're just they're just a football team. They're a football team full of good players, but at the end of the day, they're, they're guys that are just like me. Yeah, for sure. I think this is probably a situation where uh, coming from the Big Ten is is like helpful for me. And I, when I was little, I was a. I mean, my dad had played at Penn State, so I was a. I was a big Big Ten fan as well. So, like, I kind of I had that experience my freshman year with Ohio State. Like, I kind of did, you know, not intimidated, but, like, kind of fell into that trap of, like, oh, wow, like, this is a really good team. And then it was cool. That was a, that's a tough game to talk about because we came up a little short. Um, but it was, like, a really good example for me, and I think, in, like, my career to, to be like, yeah, guys put on their shoes the same way. And, you know, teams are still a collection of 11 guys, like, offense, defense, special teams. Um, so it's, like, good to see that, like, it was good for me to see that my freshman year. So I, I'm not super worried about that. I mean, they're a fantastic team. I respect the heck out of them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the next football team. So I'm still excited, like a normal deal. I'm always kind of interested because you, you I, I think you're being 100% genuine when you say you weren't aware of the ranking and some of that kind of stuff. Is Lane Kiffin talks about rat poison and being careful about not reading too much of your headlines and that kind of thing. Is that something that's kind of a, a point of emphasis inside the building? I see. Like, I, w- I want to say yes, but I don't really think it is just because we don't really talk about it. So it's like, it's not even a thing where it's like, um, like, Hey, this is out there. Don't, don't look at it. It's just, it's not even mentioned. I was talking to a buddy that I have um, at Georgia tech right now who I played with. And I was, um, he told me, I guess a couple weeks ago when I guess we moved up in the rankings He's like, what's it like? And I was like, I like, I mean, you're telling me I didn't know. Like, we don't really talk about it, which is like really cool because it's just it's a place that's like all about ball and not necessarily like pomp and circumstances. What have you seen, if anything, from Alabama so far? I mean, obviously it's an incredibly talented roster. It's a new quarterback, Bryce Young, who right there with your quarterback, Matt Corral, at the at right this moment, kind of at the top of the Heisman list. But a lot of new guys, a lot of guys left for the NFL. Have you had a chance to kind of get a feel for just how good they are? Yeah, I really, I've like kind of blitzed a little bit of tape, nothing crazy. Um, they're super explosive. I think that's a staple that they've had for the last few years. Um, that quarterback's really dynamic. I watched a little bit on college game day since we've had this, uh, those like late games we played later. I've been able to see like some of the highlights of college game day and they played those back. And he's a dude who's really good on his feet, makes great throws. He's like super mature for his age. Um, and then all the staples of an Alabama team, like they run the ball well, they're, they take great shots. They have a good receiving core. So, I mean, they're they're a great team, and they're ranked what they are for a reason. You may have just answered a question. It was on our message board today. I was one of the things I was talking about. A lot of people are speculating about whether game day will be in Tuscaloosa for your game next week. Do players pay attention to where game day is? Do you watch game day? Does that is that a, a part of your Saturday when it can be, in terms of your schedule? Yeah, I don't really. I don't. I don't like look and see like where they're gonna go I just always like watch it in the morning it's like when I get up and we have um like we have a little bit of time to ourselves like when we're not meeting or at a meal just like it's always it's kind of like um forget the NFL term for this but when they have that channel that cuts in and out of games red zone uh, yeah red zone yeah my little brother would would bust my shots for that right now but yeah <laughs> NFL red zone it's kind of how I feel about like college game day but they give you like these cool background stories so they're like cool clips of other teams and and you like watch like player highlights and stuff so i just always cut that on when i can um i guess just last thing um 
what's kind of the general mood around you guys? A lot of people are starting to pay a lot of attention. Obviously, you get in the rankings. People are saying, hey, they're underranked. They're, they're explosive. They're dangerous. You've had a chance to kind of see the league a little bit. I know it's one game at a time, but you're starting to feel like this is a team that – I know you always felt this way, but this is a team that has a chance to do something really special. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about like, what we have. I think offensively it was pretty well known what, what those guys on that side of the ball can do, and I think they've definitely showcased that. And I think that we've, as a defense, put some good stuff on tape and I'm, like pretty confident and say that I, I don't think we put our best – our like best foot forward yet. So like that's exciting too, because I still think that we put some good stuff out there. Um and then special teams doing really well too. So I'm excited of everything that we have collectively. And I think it'll be it'll be pretty cool to see like what that looks like when we put it all together and then put it all together for four quarters. So I'm really proud of this team. I'm excited to see where we go. I said last thing, one last thing. What games will you watch on Saturday? Uh because you get a Saturday without without having to play. You don't have to worry about delays or anything. You're not going to play Saturday. What's the schedule? Um, I gotta check. I gotta check the lineup. I'll definitely watch. Um, watch Maryland. I think they play Kent State. I had a buddy who's at Kent State who was at Maryland too, so that would be cool. Um, I try to watch. Like, I'll watch the like the big primetime games, but I'll also like when I get a shot, cut on some tape from like buddies that I had in Maryland that are at different spots. So, like, I have a buddy who's at Virginia Tech. I got a buddy who's at Georgia Tech. So I'll I'll cut those games on. So, but I gotta see like the. I don't know any of the big ones that we had. I wanted to watch the Penn State Auburn game last last weekend, or yeah. I guess a couple nights ago. That was obviously during hours. So, but I'll see which ones they got on. Well, listen, enjoy your uh, enjoy your open date, and we'll look forward to visiting with you again next week. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thanks to my daughter Caroline for some of the production. Google Drive is pretty cool. You don't have to be in the same room to get things no, done. Get stuff very, done. Very very, very mm-hmm. doable. Appreciate Chance doing that. We'll take our uh, final break. Tell you about G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M there on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. You can uh, get free delivery in the Oxford area, and they offer also offer MedSync to your prescriptions the same day each month that make it easy on you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need for the month when you need it. They also offer right way meds which individually packages your medication for those who might need that service it can potentially save lives in the right circumstance so individually package open it up each dose when you need that as well again tyson drugs on the square in holly springs or g and m on south lamar in oxford 662-236-2222 we're also brought to you by comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating different names same great products and services if you live in oxford tupelo or the surrounding area call comer at 662-801-1777 if you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, it's 662-429-4429. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. They're also home to the uh, Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Podcast also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his uh, clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with John, tell him what you're thinking about doing, and he will help 
Make your special trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, they've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or uh, or more, contact service specialists. If you're a recent grad without much experience, you should reach out to them. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. It's a small state. Service specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. So also if you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, Service Specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi but you have confidentiality concerns, give them a call. No referral fees for those searching for a job. You've got nothing to lose, so call them at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. And speaking of schedules tonight, 6 o'clock on SEC Network, they will release the 2022 SEC football schedule. So for any uh, brides out there, you uh, have yeah. full warning right now. So you now. got time. You had plenty of time to get that to get that known. And I'm not even the diehard crazy football guy. I just would know, like, if my girls – It's a logistical issue. If my girls told me, okay, hey, getting married – Thinking about doing it in the fall. I would say, why? Why the fall? Why not do it in the summer? Or why not wait till December or do it in the spring? But you're going to run into conflicts in the fall. Wouldn't you rather do it at a time that's convenient for all the guests? And if the answer is, well, it's convenient for me. Okay, then take a step back. Take a step back, princess. Because if you just want to do what's convenient for you, head over there to the Justice of Peace and save yeah. everybody a lot of money and go on a big honeymoon. Sure. Just or, or in this case, go, hey, isn't it funny? <laughs> what are the odds, right? It's an Ole Miss person, good, an Alabama actually. person getting married. They're playing each other that day. It's on CBS. Yeah, Bama never has any 2.30 games. I don't know how we could have predicted that. Why don't we move the time up to 1.30, 2 o'clock. We'll get the ceremony Everybody out. come in. Let's enjoy the ceremony. Please don't turn on your TV to watch the end of the, the Arkansas-Georgia yeah. game or the pregame, for God's sake. <laughs> and then we'll all go have a party. Yeah. And we'll turn the games on, and everybody can get drunk yeah. or whatever. And if it's a blowout, we'll laugh and we'll move on and we're all good. And when it's over, we'll turn on the band and we'll party for a little while. Yeah. Doesn't that make more sense? It does make sense. Makes a ton of sense. That would be. But this is Princess. It's Princess. Book it. Yeah. And he should, my God, at the sirens. Run. I mean, the sirens are just 
in this case, it's like it's like you're on the interstate, and all of a sudden a collection of jets are coming at you with big sirens on top of them, going "Get out!" Mm-hmm. Run for the hills. Not an isolated situation. This won't be the only time something pops up on you. Oh no! And if she thinks this is all about her, imagine what the rest of it's like. Oh, man, oh, man. Warning signs. Speaking of, um, I'm just kind of close here. This isn't overly important to anybody, but I, I, I like the human interest stories that Greg Dole writes, so I follow him on Twitter. Um, he obviously writes the Indiana Star, mm-hmm. Indianapolis Star, covers a lot of Indiana stuff. But sure. he has been going to war with Frank Reich the last uh, day or so over not releasing a lot of injury information. And now some of it's NFL and they give out information in the NFL. So Mm -hmm. there is some of that, but Greg is the ultimate Homer in almost anything Indiana related to a degree that would make Calkins blush. Yes. And it makes me wonder if he knows this is the end and the writing's on the wall and the team's bad and he's getting out ahead and doing that Homer thing where you're the first to jump when it does look poorly. So let me interrupt and interject this. Yep. I have often had coaches or some people yeah. get mad at me that I'm not a homer. And I've always told them, hey, just keep in mind, these guys that you think are your best friends, yeah, they are the very first one to turn on you when things go bad. Because he puts out a tweet that says, "Um, let's see, two of them in a row. What's up with Carson Wentz and Braden Smith? The Colts are going all CIA, CIA on us. An idea. Spend that time coaching the offensive linemen you've got or finding better ones. Find a cornerback who can cover someone. Win a game and stop jerking us around. Right before that, he tweets, The Colts have 1.1 million Twitter followers and 50,000 season ticket holders, and all of you can pound sand if you want to know about quarterback Carson Wentz and right tackle Braden Smith. Okay. I've got the transcript, though. Frank Reich was not taking on Greg Dole in any way. Now, could he have had some information on his quarterback? Sure. In the NFL, they give out that information and you get it. But you don't have to give it out right away. There's a deadline in the week. So Dole's question, why didn't you talk with the doctors before you got on with us and why aren't you being more forthcoming? Direct quote to Frank Reich. Okay. Quote. (laughs) You know Frank wanted to go, you little peon. (laughs) Because mainly I've been in meetings with the players all day. Chris Ballard gets in meetings with the docs early. I'm meeting with the players, and after the players are gone, then I get with the medical staff and Chris and the coordinators. Then we talk about here's who we're seeing being available. It's a great question by you, very fair question, but it's more a question of just organization throughout the day, the priority of things, getting the players in and out of the building, and that's the first priority. My priority now is the players and going through. As far as having to make a decision on who's practicing on Wednesday, we try to make that decision by Monday at 12 o'clock when I've got more pressing issues at the time. The decision is an important decision, but there's time to let that play out. He turned that That's ridiculous. into that column. If on Wednesday he's saying that, hey, we, whatever, okay, well now you have maybe have a, a, a point. But in the NFL, they don't allow that. You have to update and you have to be you have to be pretty forthright about it or they'll get you because they know how big of a part of the league gambling is. But on Monday yeah, Monday. Because Carson Wentz, from what I've read, it's possible that he could play this weekend. They think they escaped major injury. But they probably don't know right now. 
whether he's available or not. Yeah, and Greg follows up and says, well, if you find out something, essentially, I don't have it in front of me anymore, but basically when you find out something, will you tell us or we have to read Adam Schefter's tweet about it? And at this point, Frank got a little pissed off and said, well, you'll probably read Adam Schefter's tweet about it. Here's the thing in our field. I'm actually working on something for 10 Thoughts this week about how our field has changed and the people who get their panties in a wad about breaking news and stuff. The NFL has partners. The SEC has partners. We are not one of those partners. ESPN is a partner. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to break news, and here's the other thing that started happening. Now the coaches and the TV people are represented by the same people. Yeah, it's true. Okay, Adam Schefter has representation. That representation works in the same genre that represents coaches and GMs, and players. So it stands to reason that that representation, who is usually the first to know, would leak it to media that is represented by them. Duh. But in today's age of, like, the whole breaking news thing, you know, like, back in the day when a million years ago when I broke that Tommy Tuberville was the new coach at Auburn, I got to have that for a few hours. Now that Twitter's where it is, you don't own that story. Like I feel like I kind of broke Kiffin to Ole Miss, that the deal was basically done, that he was barring sure. some weird. It was, yeah. I owned that for what six seconds? Yeah, seven seconds. Because even when you have it, the national guy or whoever comes in and goes, "Hey, report says," and people are idiots and they're not paying attention to reports. And suddenly, hey, well, I saw Bruce Feldman said, "Okay, well, yeah, well. okay, ball game." Yeah, and so Greg's getting worked up here. Of course, Adam Schefter's going to break it. But what is the story? I mean, is it that big of a breaking news story? I mean, that's that's where media. And Greg knows that he's, he's so. I don't understand what he's doing here. No, he's turning on the Colts after two weeks of the season, and I don't feels premature. Feels weird. Yeah, it does. So I don't know. That's what I call it. It's just it was completely out of character for him, and I went, hmm, it's interesting. Unless he feels like all the back scratching, he suddenly is owed all these. I don't know. So well, that's what you wonder is. Yeah. Hey, I've done you so many favors. Well, yeah. they don't ever pay you back. That's just not how it works. No. So. By the way, we're also brought to you by Alpha Specialty, sixteen seventy Highway eighty in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer specific professional. They've got load trail, Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third party trailers. To have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you, give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. I'm brought to you by Joey Erickson, Hair and Gear Chevrolet. It's got a full selection of new Chevy vehicles, great deals on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Give him a call, 662-571-2367 or 1685 High Street in Jackson. We will have another show tomorrow, plenty at rebelgrove.com. Go uh, head on over, get your football fix, as well as whatever else pops up between now and then. So we'll continue talking. Ole Miss and Alabama still days away, but Ole Miss is off. So that's where we are going with our uh, our conversations. So thanks for everybody in the stream, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.